I can't explain what it is, but the Japanese soft power is something to attract、mm. people from abroad.、Mm. Hello, Konnichiwa. Welcome to Made with Japan. I am your host, Ken Shibusawa. On this podcast, we will invite a wide range of interesting guests to learn why, where, what, and how Japan can co create well being and prosperity with the world. Well, thank you so much for taking your time to join me in my first podcast ever. <laughs>、uh, I'm very, very honored, and it's a privilege to welcome Taki Ninami to this podcast.、Uh, he's a very, very well known and respected businessman here in Japan as the CEO of Suntree Holdings. What's interesting about Taki is the fact that he's a businessman, but his、uh, area of activity is much wider.、Uh, you're in like, lots of government. Panels, and you're also very, very visible on the international arena. So, I was just wanted to, you know, to spend some time and to chat with you to see what's on your mind these days. Yeah, sure, sure. Okay.、Um, so, thank you. Thank you again.、Uh, I'm so、uh, honored to be here as the first guest <laughs> of、uh, your podcast. Thank you. So, to, to kick it off, I'm just wondering, you know,、uh, typically, For a CEO for a Japanese, large Japanese company, they join a company and they go up the ranks、um, and they, you know, they become the CEO and then, then they quit. But for you, you joined Mitsubishi Corporation, which is a very, very large, famous company here in Japan. But you know, you're what we call, I guess, here in Japan, a professional CEO. So, so、yeah. how did you end up sitting where you are right now? First of all, and foremost, we Uh, CEOs have to be professional. So、yep. it's kind of funny that the、uh, media and、uh, the、uh, society say, you know, myself and、uh, my friends who are running、uh, big corporations、uh, joining from outside, they are called the professional CEOs. Is not that funny? Because、mm. everybody in the corporate suite. Should be professional. Yes. So、definitely. that means、uh, this country doesn't stress、uh, on the、uh, professionalism, on、uh, you know, CEO or chairman. And,、uh, you know, I think it's a huge difference from、uh, Western world. And、uh, that might be a point、uh, we want to discuss maybe in the、yeah. future. I feel always the same, but、uh, I have to do to deliver、uh, results, but based on the、uh, Corporate credo, purpose, and mission to society. And、uh, multi stakeholders, especially、uh, people, colleagues, peers working together, how we can make them feel motivated to work、uh, on, you know, under my command. So that's、uh, foremost, I believe.、Mm. And it、uh, hasn't changed anything、mm. in my you know,、uh, environment. But I always、uh, I changed my jobs Mitsubishi, small venture, Lawson, here in Santori.、Mm-hmm. I think、uh, every time I feel I have something new, which is a huge challenge. But it's good for my brain. I <laughs> <laughs> always to you know, renew my brain and、uh, absorb something new. Yeah. But, 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 
good experience. Sure. But initially, you know, you joined Mitsubishi Corporation, which is a very, very respected company here in Japan. And, and you know, if you followed your heart and you followed your purpose, you could have been possibly the CEO of Mitsubishi Corporation. But why, why did you decide that wasn't your um, path going forward and you, you started changing careers? I could not wait for, you know, 20, 30 years to become a CEO, for example. You know, seniority system didn't allow me to mm. keep my mind to stay with Mitsubishi Corp. And I wanted to do something new by myself. And more or less in a big corporation like Mitsubishi, your destiny is decided by who will be your boss. Mm. And I, I wanted to manage my life by myself doing something different from uh, my colleagues in Mitsubishi Corp. And I started uh, a small venture that was called the uh, entrepreneurship, mm -hmm. um, getting support, financial support from Mitsubishi Corp. That was, uh, I think, at age uh, around 35. And I found uh, that there was so much room for young people to start or do business uh, by themselves. But that requires definitely passion. And uh, being young means a lot. <laughs> so, and uh, taking a risk uh, at uh, your youth doesn't mean anything. I mean, I mean, I mean doesn't, doesn't make any huge risk, risk taking. Mm -hmm. You know, while you are facing tough times, doing something new. Sure. You can get a lot of things because you're young. Mm. You know, absorbing power is a lot. And uh, what do you lose? I don't think you don't lose anything. That's what I found. I see. But why, why is it that your peers, when they were young with you, the others decided not to follow the same path as you did? What, 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 what made you different from the other people? I think around my time, uh, there was a, a, there were quite a less uh, opportunity for young people to find other jobs or other opportunities. Nowadays, you can find uh, you know lots of opportunities going to ventures, maybe other uh, growing companies, small or big. You have more opportunities than my time. Mm -hmm. So there was a pathway for my peers to be promoted in a big corporation like Mitsubishi Corp. But more or less, it's a decided pathway to be promoted based on seniority, based on uh, you know, your loyalty to your company. So I wanted to challenge something new, and I wanted to do something different than those uh, peers mm. at that time. I see. And uh, one thing uh, I remember is the, uh, I wanted to be a valued uh, professional from the market instead of a, a big corporation like Mitsubishi Corp. There's a huge difference between uh, market value and the value at the corporation like Mitsubishi Corp. I wanted to rely on more or less uh, market value 
instead of the corporate value, like in Mississippi Corp. Mm -hmm. So, and I found a lot of uh, attractive people outside Mississippi Corp, and I wanted to engage with them. So I have lots of friends, like Takenaka Hezo-san, Motegi-san, Nakao-san, those people were so attractive when I got acquainted with them when I was at the age of 25, when I was with Mitsubishi Corp. And I found, wow, outside Mitsubishi, so many talented people in the world. I wanted, I wanted to feel like uh, engaging with them, but I could not wait 20, 30 years. <laughs> right, right. That's a very important point, I think, because I think a lot of people here in Japan traditionally has their, like you said, their market value was, was just was inside their own company, not outside. But I guess at, at a young age, you were able to have uh, contacts uh, with with interesting people outside the company, and uh, as such, that I guess motivated you to go beyond. I guess. That's right. Yes. So, um, so back back in you know that that was back I guess in the nineteen eighties I guess. Right. That's right. Um, and then you know come forward to right now twenty twenty one, people around the same age let's say twenty five to thirty uh, I guess we'd say the millennials maybe younger the the generation Z. How how would you empower the younger generation with the same kind of motivations <clears throat> that you had when you were young? Oh, good question. I think, uh, as I mentioned earlier, they have more opportunity and they have a, a more a risk-taking power or passion. Whatever they want to do, do it. It's not taking a huge risk. If you want to do this and you don't do that, and then later on, you know, regret, you know, is not a good product. Mm -hmm. You know, so if there's a chance take a, take, take a, to take a certain opportunity, take it if you like. And uh, if you go into something new, you can learn lots of things. And you can connect with a lot of people. And connecting with a lot of people with the uh, huge diversity, not only Japan, but also Globally, mm -hmm. you can learn a lot of things. And learning power uh, is going down, fading down over time. Learning power? I can tell. Yeah, learning power. So if you're young, you can mm -hmm. learn more than the uh, older. Mm -hmm. So you just believe yourself. And uh, learning power gives you the uh, maybe uh, next time if you fail, even, in, mm -hmm. even though you fail. Mm -hmm. So do it. And more opportunities will be even in the future too. But you have to be appreciated by the market. Sure. Yeah, that's, that's, and, a, that's uh, an important point. Yeah, even you know, failures, that means a lot to society. As long as you learn, it's a failure. Mm. Don't make an excuse. Sure. And, but I guess for the younger generation here in Japan, compared to when you were young, when you were young, there was lots and lots of young people um, now, with the decreasing population here in Japan, the younger generation are, are, are minorities, and many of them feel like, well, they get caught with all, all the burden of the debt, uh, with, a, with, a, with, a, you know, <clears throat> with a dirty 
planet and and they have less people and so they figure well what what why don't what why why do we need capitalism why why do we need growth oh it's a good question i think uh, your grand grand grandfather will give you an answer <laughs> i like uh, the book yeah uh, abacus and uh confucius i mean confucius is... and abacus yes for for for, oh. for 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 just interject for le- uh, listener outside of Japan, they probably under- don't understand what that means. But my grandfather's grandfather's name is Eiichi Shibusawa, and he is known as the father of Japanese capitalism. When Japan emerged from a feudal state about 150 years ago, when Japan was basically left behind in industrial revolution compared to West, and with the Meiji Restoration, Japan quickly uh, caught up with the Western powers at the time, and he established about 500 companies and, and 600 uh, social enterprises. Um, and his philosophy was, as Tak you mentioned, was longo, which is the analects of Confucius. And this abacus, which is what a merchant used, um, which meant business. And so the, those two figured uh, virtue and business had to be in in in, in harmony, basically. Right. I I still admire his book and his thoughts, and uh, that's been uh, my textbook to run a business. And uh, going back to your question. Mm. This country has uh, always a mediocre uh, practice of uh, management. Mm. One is uh, innovation, which leads to make money. Mm-hmm. And that is uh, a basic thing of uh, doing business, right? And that is uh, related to the uh, greed, in a sense. The other side, morality. People have to have ethics to do business. How to put them together? to have the long-term flourishing business. Mm-hmm. And always society should, should uh, appraise highly my business, the left side, which mm-hmm. is uh, sometimes greed, but uh, you know, it's nearly equal, I believe. Good greed means a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, what's your definition of good greed? That means uh, make money with your sustainable business appreciated mm-hmm. by um, society mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes uh, you have to have the strong mind to make money that is good i, I express that is uh, greed you have to be greedy to explore opportunity to do business mm-hmm. it's not bad but this country if you it comes to something greedy People say, start to say, that's wrong. <laughs> but uh, sometimes you have to keep making money. But uh, the word keep, which means a long term, means a lot. Mm-hmm. So long term greed is good because mm-hmm. how come you can do business for a long term, let's say 10, 20, 30 years? You're appreciated by society. So you're doing good for society. That's why your greed is just justified, mm-hmm. legitimate. So both can be put together. Mm. That biggest example is H. Shibusawa's case. More than 500 you know, uh, companies, still, most of them are still surviving. In one form or another. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that means, you know, mediocre is not good. You know, business itself should be always shining. 
thriving. In this country, business is not thriving so much. And uh, ethics, it's okay nowadays in terms of the comparing to some other countries, but it's not shining yet. I mean, because of the huge social divide going on in this country. So what to do with both factors? Greed is uh, related to innovation. We are not innovative, but we, we can be more innovative and uh, we can take care of the, uh, the uh, uh, social divide more, but we have to make our economy better so that we can support those people who need support from society or from corporate. What is what is your definition of, of a better economy? Because th- that's one um, critics of, of the of the current state is that you know y- you can't just look at the GDP to say that's a prosperous economy. I mean, what, what's your definition of a good economy? Good economy should be sustainable for many years, not uh, short term. And uh, sometimes uh, you know we have the uh, uh, you know. Down, I mean, downturn, so like a Lehman shock. But uh, I think uh, it should not be the level of the Lehman shock, which affected so many people. And that ended up creating social dividers, furthermore. So, new capitalism is the uh, how we deal with the uh, balance between greed and uh, ethics. And uh, uh, Good economy means to keep the balance between the two. Mm-hmm. And uh, some people cited uh, golden mean means a lot. Golden you know, mean. Yes. You know, uh, greed and uh, ethics in the, in the center. Mm. I don't buy that, you know, uh, idea. It's not the golden mean. Put them together. Right. <clears throat> agree. It, yeah. it should be together. It's, it should not be separate. That's my thought. Mm. Yeah, the mean doesn't really tell you anything because it's right in the middle. <laughs> it's not very. Yeah, that's it's not, right. It's not a very that's interesting right. place to be, actually. Yeah, I agree yeah. with you. Yeah. And in so, a sense, Japan is in the golden mean. <laughs> I see. <laughs> well, well, in in terms of uh, uh, responsible uh, uh, business, uh, which means what ethics is, I think ethical businesses means it's responsible for the society and, and the in the environment. What was your first gut reaction when the Japanese government announced the carbon neutral target by 2050? I think it's wonderful, even though the fact is. Uh, Japan is 123rd to declare carbon ne- neutral. Is it really 123rd? <laughs> but out nothing a, is too light. Yes. Out of 196, is it? <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, key thing is uh, how we can achieve the goal. And uh, just saying is nothing. We have to create a roadmap with the milestones uh, up until. Uh, 250, 2050, and uh, we have to get started right away because uh, time flies so fast. Mm. And the uh, key issue is how everyone shares the crisis feeling. And plus, this is a great chance for us to grow, we, to create a good economy. Mm. 
right. So, so for for your company, what what initiatives are you thinking about? If you can disclose it, you know, for for carbon neutral economy. Sure, we set the goal. Uh, just like the Japanese government uh, 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 declared, uh, by 2050, we will achieve um, net carbon zero. We are involved with the uh, lots of uh, issues like plastics, like uh, factory, uh, 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 what to do with the uh, energy sources. I'm sorry, maybe let me interrupt. Um, maybe many people have not heard of Suntory outside oh, okay. of Japan. So, so Suntory is an is a, is a international global beverage company here in Japan with a long history. So maybe you can give a short description of your company. Sure. Uh, our company was uh, founded uh, 122 years ago. And our business portfolio comes from uh, three pillars. One is uh, alcohol beverages. Two, uh, soft drink, which is uh, non-alcohol beverages. Three, uh, nutrition, nutritional products. Three pillars in the world. And uh, uh, we deal with the, uh, lots of plastics because of the PET uh, bottles, which is a plastic bottles. Uh, that is a container of uh, soft drinks. And uh, we deal with the uh, glass uh, that deals with the uh, alcohol products. So we have the uh, factories in the world and how we can uh, uh, shift to the uh, renewable energy to run those factories. And uh, we are working on it. I think we can make it happen more or less easily, but depending on the national energy policies of each country. Mm. But I, I think uh, we can make it happen. But uh, the key thing is that what to do with the uh, suppliers. We have the uh, bold idea uh, that uh, we should reduce uh, CO2 emissions uh, of the, uh, our suppliers uh, as much as uh, 20% by 2030. Mm. And uh, there are thousands and thousands of suppliers in the world. Mm. And some have their own skill or capability to deal with the, uh, you know, carbon emission, you know, reduction, reduction of the carbon emissions. However, most of them don't have the talent, don't have the uh, technology, no access to technology they need. So we work together. But uh, what to do with the farmers in such as Brazil? They need a huge, you know, support from us and from our maybe industry, you know, competitors probably together. And uh, um, so that's an issue because we can't control 100%. So that's a huge issue. But uh, we are working with our suppliers. That's called the scope yeah. three. Let's see. It's, it sounds like a very, I mean, it's, a, it's an issue, but it's a very in, uh, interesting value proposition that Santori could, could provide your suppliers uh, cross learning and technology transfer and, and, and things like that. So it's a big challenge, but it sounds very, very interesting. Yeah, that's right. Um, that's why uh, we are sending uh, some personnel to work with the uh, uh, suppliers, starting uh, 
uh, with the uh, alcohol products. Uh, mostly uh, we operate uh, in Japan and uh, North America. So, but uh, I feel kind of, I wonder sometimes because of this, uh, you know, commitment uh, toward the year 2030, we might have to slash the number of suppliers because they can't work with us. Mm. I, I, I'm worried that uh, who decides this product is good or not, that's consumer. Right. And uh, if we can't achieve our goal of 2030, we'll be judged by a consumer that we are not producing good quality product. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, what is your target by 2030? Uh, 20%. 20%. of the uh, reduction of uh, carbon emissions from suppliers. From suppliers, okay. And uh, by 20, I mean, by 30, 2030, we have to reduce uh, as much as 30%, I mean, 25%, 25% mm. by 2030. Mm. And uh, 2050, zero, net, net zero. So for the company, the holding company, your target is to decrease by 25% by 2030 and right. then zero by 2050. I got it. Right. Okay, okay got it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, we call, I guess, a moonshot, <laughs> a very, you yeah. know, a, a very difficult to attain possibly with current conditions, but, but with uh, hopefully with innovation and new thinking, um, we'll achieve that. One thing I wanted to kind of get into a little bit was you mentioned the word diversity uh, in your conversation earlier. Um, how would you grade the sense of diversity in the Japanese society right now in corporations? We know versus the, the, the ranking of the world, we know where we are. <laughs> but, but let's say compared to, I don't know, 20, 20 30 years ago. Mm. Okay, uh, full score is, let's say, five. Mm. Japan stands at uh, 2.5. Mm. And mm. Uh, there is a huge room for us to improve, mm -hmm. which means uh, we have potential. I'm optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there are a lot of upside. <laughs> right, that's right. And, uh, I don't think uh, Japan itself doesn't understand its value yet. Mm. It's because it, it requires us to be more innovative. And innovation needs a diversity. In my former business at uh, Lawson, which is a, a convenience store chain in Japan and in China, because I brought lots of uh, diversity, not only you know gender issue, but also nationalities, so brought lots of diversity and innovation was promoted. And uh, at first it cost a lot to absorb diversity. I think uh, we went through uh, more or less chaos. But uh, in the long run, that paid off, creating uh, lots of new formats, in Japan, and uh, we created uh, good ideas in China as well. So CEOs have to be patient by making use of diversity. 
it means a lot to business per se as well. Not only the uh, kind of moral or ethics to be fair to society, it means a lot. But not only for that, for creating innovation, I think diversity mm -hmm. is, uh, I think, critical, essential. And we have, you know, so imperative. Yeah. So from that sense, Japanese corporate doesn't get it yet. Mm -hmm. So that's why uh, it's been moving, you know, toward higher diversity gradually. But uh, we should uh, keep up to the uh, level of, the, let's say, 50-50 uh, in the population of uh, uh, management and uh, senior department ma managers and those levels. But we have to increase population anyway. I mean, of, I mean in, in our organization. Sure. It kind of seems like to me, you know, compared to, let's say, 20, 30 years ago, we we never saw female cab drivers 30 years ago, but they're you know, they're commonplace. We didn't really see foreign nationals working for large Japanese corporations so much, but that that's that's not so true these days. I mean, there's lots of foreign nationals probably working at Santori as well. Um, so there seems to be a clear change towards diversity yet, and also on the on the boards of corporations, there are more women on the board, but the reaction I always get from the companies is that in-house, in-house uh, women as corporate directors, I think is very, very little here in Japan. And that, that, that seems to be, they say, they say because there's no um, people with experience, women with experience to be able to come up, up the ranks. So, but the pipeline for the upper management position in-house, that, that seems to me like a very big uh, uh, issue. For, for Japanese corporations? Yeah, well, we have been building uh, our own pipelines. You're right. Yeah, I mean, uh, big, big, Japanese, Japanese, big, big Japanese corporations started to build the, those pipelines. Having said that, it's a matter of comparison to the rest of the world. You know, they, I mean, the, the rest of the world has been uh, you know, much faster to bring diversity to your organization. Take a look at the innovation level comparing to other advanced economies. We are lagged behind. So innovation matters uh, for business and uh, diversity is a prerequisite. Mm -hmm. So my point being, uh, it's a matter of comparison. 20, 30 years ago, nothing, no initiative was there. And now we can see lots of initiatives uh, to, to promote uh, diversity. However, the world advanced much faster. So we have to feel crisis. This is a crisis. And uh, society itself should change too. Mm -hmm. That uh, our kids should be taken care of by uh, husbands and uh, that kind of society. And the society has been changing, but uh, not yet. Mm. So that's why I think you bring up a very good point in the sense that living here in Japan, it's like living in this side, this 
bubble dome and it's very comfortable living here in Japan. And we see changes within here in the Japanese society, but we kind of lose track of what's happening outside of Japan, the, the, the big changes. And that, that seems to me the sort of the biggest issue right now for Japan. It's just, just in a sense, we, we, we're living a, in a comfortable life. <laughs> so, so, yeah, that's right. But, but you, you yourself, um, you know, when you worked at Lawson, which is a convenience store, which is basically a domestic company, but you made, uh, you know, advances into China. But you also yourself personally, when you lost on days, I think you were engaged in the World Economic Forum um, in a big way. And um, and so what, what drove you as a person to say that I'm going outside the bubble dome <laughs> to see yeah, what the outside, outside the world is all about? Yeah, you're right. Uh, I'm engaging with the, uh, lots of uh, global organizations. Uh, not only World Economic Forum, CFR, Asian Business Council. By the way, Asian Business Council is uh, an organization of the uh, CEOs as chairman of Asian countries. Surprisingly, for Japan standard, surprisingly, so many CEOs are female CEOs mm. and capturing a huge business uh, portfolio in Asia. We are hugely lagged behind in terms of diversity uh, from uh, ASEAN countries. So joining uh, and uh, uh, keeping uh, engaging with those organizations, I can take a look at Japan from outside in a sense. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I, I, I think uh, more Japanese CEOs management should join uh, global organizations uh, to have more opportunity to discuss people, I mean, other business leaders or political leaders of other countries. But they really appreciate the soft power of Japan. Mm. They, lo they love Japan. That's what they found too. So they feel so remote as for diversity, uh, uh, the current level of diversity in Japan. But we have strength. I can't explain what it is, but the Japanese soft power is something to attract mm. people from abroad. Apart from uh, low level of diversity, something is here. Yeah, let's let's start. Yeah, that's 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 an important topic because the 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 theme of our podcast is called Made with Japan. <laughs> so so Japan has to have something to offer to the world, and I think you mentioned an important uh, part of it, which is you say it's soft power, but what exactly is that soft power that Japan could offer to the world? Do you think? Well, for example, sustainability hmm. issue. I think quite natural for Japanese people to tackle the issue so easily because nature is something, yeah. you know, to support our life. And uh, we have the very systematic, I mean, a very, very passionate. I mean, we have passion for nature, preserving nature. We don't have to argue. You know, we don't have to talk about the economics at all because our country is surrounded by nature. It's a blessing, right? Mm -hmm. So more or less, uh, 
it's it's taken for granted. But uh, it comes to discussion with the uh, outside uh, of uh, Japan. You know, we can talk about the nature. Uh, I mean, with the concerted effort of uh, our Japanese society, nobody wants to challenge uh, as for preserving nature. I think uh, by far, I think uh, it's, it's uh, accepted by the Japanese public that uh, definitely we have to preserve and uh, regain natural power. I mean, power of nature. Yeah. So something is different than the uh, Western value as for nature. It seems like to me the the Western ethos is I'm, I'm generalizing, of course, but it seems like you you conquer nature, mm, where, exactly. where, whereas in Japan we, we value, <laughs> we value uh, living with nature. Well, that's a great point. Yeah, yeah. That's a but, great point. But I think, but I think, but I think we have to be realistic because back in 1970s <laughs> we destroyed a lot of nature for the sake of economic growth, right? Um, a lot yeah. of pollution here. Um, but I think there was uh, lots of uh, uh, rethinking about that, and and now our rivers are basically clean compared yes. to completely, yes, um, and and things like that. So um, yeah, I think the being in being in sync with nature <clears throat> is kind of an ethos that maybe Japan could. I think we probably need to. Um, express it better because <laughs> we're having trouble because we're, we're having trouble expressing it correctly in english <laughs> but yeah that's why um I, I can't explain why we have such a great uh you know value which you, you, let leads us to stay in a, a great a soft power but we have to express we need to communicate with the people from abroad what uh, why we have such a soft, you know great soft power we have why mm. and what uh, what is the uh, you know underlining thing you know so that's what we have to work together yeah. to penetrate the idea of uh, made with japan yes because well, uh, that part such as you know collecting the garbage collecting the litters on street i think a lot of people do this country mm -hmm. without uh, any role because uh, nowadays uh, things uh, have been uh, maybe changing a little bit but uh, you know by far we have the uh, clean society mm -hmm. and uh, people try to separate uh, plastics for example mm. you know um, there is a sometimes a penalty role but uh, mostly people accept to make our society clean, we separate in you know, a plastic, we take care of the garbage. So to keep community, we make uh, lots of efforts. Mm. So something in our DNA is going on to have the better society, better community for the you know other people. Right. So that's why I think uh, we have the uh, great hospitality business in this country to entertain people without getting tips. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> I don't know. 
Well, the purpose of this uh, podcast is is actually to try to express uh, Japan's uh, not just role, but what we can offer to the world. Um, and so I really appreciate you joining me for, for this session. Um, as we're coming to a close, um, just wanted to see if there's a message that you want Takninami to the world. Oh, come visit us after the uh, corona. Yeah. And uh, let's find uh, what the uh, soft power of Japan is. Mm. And uh, let's discuss. Yeah. And uh, I like to hear voices uh, which are different than my idea. Mm. And that creates something. That's, That's diversity. Uh, yeah. yeah, diversity. That's right. Yeah. Thank you very much. And I uh, enjoyed this session. Always can. Great. Thank I'd you. I'd like to keep uh, dialogue with you. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you very much for being my guinea pig to be the very first <laughs> guest <laughs> on my podcast. So it's a very, it's a whole thing. It's really very, very much an honor. So thank you so much. Yeah, me too. All right. Thank you very much. Thank yeah. you. Bye. <laughs>